Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast coming from you, coming to you from West Fargo and also with me is Jason from a top secret location in the Columbus Metro Ohio area. The Northwest Columbus Metro area, that is right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited because it's the Fargo Blues Fest this weekend. Um, so by the time this airs, it'll already have gone by. But I'm just really excited to be uh, in an element of all my kind of people surrounded by them. You know, uh, it just doesn't get any better that, you know, two, two good days of, of all this great music and being around our fan, our kind of people and music fans and musicians and it's just it's a super thing so i'm uh, i'm pretty i'm cloud nine for that yeah and you're getting a chance to talk maybe talk to at least one cool blues artist while you're there right yeah 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 to- word on the street is i might be talking to a couple of guys so uh you guys all find about it that later find out oh we're gonna keep it a secret yeah, until yeah. the, until yeah. the next week you know yeah we you here. know we very rarely have classified information you know like, you know, those guys from Them Dirty Roses and Magnolia Bayou always have classified info that we don't get to find about until after. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll keep, we'll, we'll, it'll make everybody want to tune in next uh, week's podcast to find out what's going on. So you've right. got, you got the Blues Festival going yeah. on. I've got a couple shows coming myself. Um, uh, Jane Lee Hooker, along with uh, the Blue Bonnets at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Friday, August 12th. The day before in Columbus, Ohio, thank God, I don't have to drive far. Uh, Goodbye June is playing at the basement. I'm going to check them out right and on. go say hi to Tyler again. Right on, right on, right on. You know, and I've seen some video of the Blue Bonnets, you know, and of course, Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's plays yep. guitar in that band. And uh, I, I don't know if they're still based in Austin. That's where she is from originally. But yep. I've seen some of their stuff. And, I, you know, they're another band you can't necessarily put in it's one category. Mix. Yeah, it's pop, it's it's punk, it's it's rock and blues. It's yeah, a little bit of blues in there. Yeah, so dude, so I'm excited to see him, and I'm most excited to see our friends and Jane Lee Hooker. You know, uh, we've had Tracy on multiple times at this mm-hmm. point. It's almost like she's our sister, and yep. Tina's been on a couple of times. We got a chance to meet Dana, um, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. to, to meet everybody in person. I have podcast shirts for them, Brian, already cool. to go. Right on. The band will get them, uh, and it just it just be fun and if. if if Tracy gets gets me a chance to meet Kathy Valentine, I may pass out because I used to love to go 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 crush, crushes on all of them. Yeah, right, right on, right on. Um, so speaking of bands that can't be put into any specific kind of uh, lane or or category, besides rock, besides rock and roll, is our guest coming up? Yeah, uh, 
we have Drew DeFrance uh, from the band DeFrance back on. You know, he, he was on a year or so ago when their second album came out. They had a, a new album that just dropped out of nowhere, their third album, Brian. All of a sudden, it appeared, and T.J. Lyle from the Georgia Thunderbolt said, we have Birth the Rock album, and it is <laughs> Long Live Rock by DeFrance. Yes, more classified information uh, channeled to us through T.J. from the Thunderbolts. You know, uh, what a way to release the record, you know, just boom, here it is. TJ's going to tell you, you guys are going to dig it. And even cooler, though, is Drew brought on their new lead, co-lead guitar player, who I'm not going to tell you who it is. This was a secret to all of us. You're going to find out on the intro. But a dude with a serious history, been around, done a lot of cool things, is friends with a lot of cool people in the scene, with people we've had on the podcast and our minds were kind of blown by that uh our minds are blown i think your minds are gonna be blown too uh always uh a hoot to talk to drew and uh you'll find about find out about his new guitar player coming up so you guys kick back relax listen to our conversation with drew de france and his new guitar player in the band of france here at the guest segment of the podcast and you guys all know i always throw it over to jason to tell you guys who our guests are today absolutely brian thank you it's my pleasure to introduce the guest we have a returning veteran to the show coming back a dude we really like with a partner in crime a new member in the band so we have drew de france from the band de france and we have west jeans new guitarist extraordinaire who has joined the band how are you guys doing great man yeah thanks great for man us. thanks for having us guys Good to see you again. Thank, okay, enough about you, Drew. Let's talk about Wes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll talk about you. You guys have a new album out. It just came out. And by the way, I'm offended you didn't tell us the album was coming out so you can get on in front of the album coming out, man. <laughs> yeah, we just... It was news to me, too. Yeah, yeah, it was news. <laughs> I, I heard about it through TJ posted it from the Thunderbolts. Uh-huh, yeah. I sent it to him once we put it out, you know, kind of started getting it out to all our friends and everything. Yeah. You know, we just uh, decided not to wait on it any longer and just, you know, give the people what they want. And we're going to do that from now on and just get as much music out as possible because I'm sitting on it. So <laughs> how was this record born from inception to completion wow so yeah this record started with some songs that go back to like uh like 2010 2011 and uh some of the other songs are way more recent like during the pandemic started writing most of them you know and then uh we had a charlie askew our new lead singer well he's not say new it's like a year and a half now he just joined right when we spoke to you last time when the other album had come out, right? Yep, always getting new band members. <laughs> always, it's a rotating cast. 
Musical chairs. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what you can tell is Drew's really mean to everybody, isn't he? Chasing (laughs) (laughs) no, just you know, it's it's that way in certain bands, but you know, not this. I mean, it's just uh, how much do you want to work? You know, not everybody's cut out to be in on the road all the time, yeah, it's a big, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, the Charlie came in, and you know, when we first started writing the songs, me and Connor, uh, the bass player, and our old guitar player. Uh, we're like coming up with some heavier stuff than we did previously to the like Americana Tom Petty type stuff and we were like man this could really use a powerhouse vocal like a big big vocal and so we got Charlie on board for that and you know the first time I had him into the studio to cut vocals he just like made my hair stand up it was like I got goosebumps it was just like just from the first take and I, I kept that that's actually the very first yell you hear it on long live rock and roll that's and he holds that note too, like he holds yeah. it. That was the very first take that he'd ever done with us in the studio wow. ever, and he just nailed it on that first take. And so I was like, and like I said, it gave him goosebumps. There's no way I'm not putting that on the record, you right. know. And so uh, we did a few more sessions. It was killer, and you know, now we're writing songs together. We're really excited about this next record that we're putting together. Um, and you will tell us ahead of time so we can help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be a little more advanced on this one. Yeah. Uh, we're actually about to start working radio for this one, too. So hopefully, you know, we have something that charts out of it. We're just, uh, you know, just working it out there as hard as we can every week, just playing shows all across this nation. And uh, October, we're looking at getting uh, uh, very soon to announce a whole UK tour for over there. Nice. Oh, great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's nice to see uh, bands getting back over there. Yeah. It's good to travel again, definitely. Because yeah. I went over there for like 2017, 18, 19, and then uh, was over there at the beginning of 20, and then, you know, haven't been back since. So it'll be good to go back and see some old friends, you know, good, good friends and fans. Well, uh, Jason and I were chatting earlier and we're very impressed with the wide diversity of sounds on this record. Like, you know, just coming into any record, I'm, I never know, like, you know, absolutely what to expect. And uh, this just kind of blew me away. And I, I kind of like just uh, scratched down some things like just different sort of things that I heard that reminded me of, of yeah, I hear things that, that are reminiscent of sticks. I put high and dry era Def Leppard guitars, Head East, uh, ACDC guitars, some, uh, you know, like uh, Queen Freddie Mercury type of phrasing, some Southern Rock seasoning. Uh, there's, I, I forgive me for not knowing exactly what the song was, but like one intro that was almost like a Trans-Siberian orchestra sounding kind of like guitar buildup thing. So like, it just what, what leads us being so diverse and, and it's so great because you can't say this is this kind of band, you know, and they're all rock bands, but you can't put it into one lane or category. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so we all have diverse backgrounds. Um, and uh, influences and I think a lot of that comes out on this record and uh, even more so on the newer recordings and songs that we're writing together uh, to finish up with your original question after we got Charlie on board uh, we kind of went through a few other guitar players and now we got Wes with us and Wes put a final take on the record of just a killer solo on uh, Still Crazy and um, you know it's just 
pretty cool to see the record built up over all these years and finally get released and because i was actually talking about that earlier today it's like it's interesting how these songs have before they started where they started as just these riffs and then they were just like a few lyrics or something and now they're this whole thing and yeah it's out there for everybody to listen to and enjoy and it went from you know us working in the studio in little rock uh to taking that to tom hambridge in nashville and him just really taking it and just giving it a whole new life to it and you know a whole new sound and he, he's capable of manipulating sound in ways that we can't at my studio here and so it's just it's amazing you know what he's able to do yeah it sounds great and one of the things brian and i were chatting about before he got on is like when we were streaming and listening to it every track says live and the album says live like why why does it say live on it distro kid they're just a shit fucking distribution company okay so we're like it doesn't sound like they're you're not yeah, playing no, live so in front it, of the audience it's, no it's it's a it's it's a it's an independent release i've already sent them an email saying hey you know as soon as we got this up it says live everywhere can you take that down because that's not live you know and they <laughs> right. said you had no problem in one or two business days that was like a week or two ago i was going to send another email and be a little more stern this time, I guess. I, don't know. <laughs> I, 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 great, I think though. it's interesting. I hope we get put in some category where it's like, like we live music yeah. releases. Yeah, and like, exactly. hey, you know, <laughs> we're charting yeah. on the live rock band yeah, releases right, right now. It, yeah, they're supposed to fix it. It's, it's Distro Kids, you know, fuck up. If yeah. we can say but, that. but it sounds good. Like the, the, the whole album sounds really good and like it lives up to the title long live rock it's a it's just a rock album i, I mean i you know brian kind of threw his what it sounded like to him I, I definitely get a lot of 80s rock out of it for sure you know some of your older releases you definitely had the southern rock americana this one's just like rock it's so a rock again the album title is perfect yeah. and when i first tried to listen to it i talked to my amazon device and i said play long live rock and it guess what came on oh nice hmm. Dio, not you guys. Oh, Dio, not us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. Well, then I then I said play this by De France, and it played like a D D like so I had to go in manually and listen to it. But yeah. where I'm getting to with everything is the great Dio album song, Long Live Rock. You guys live up to having that name. You live up to because it's just a great sounding rock record. Yeah, and Charlie, our singer, has kind of a D.O.S. kind of vibe to him with his vocal. He's very mm -hmm. strong. Again, Bob hold that note, right? some vibrato yeah. in there. Like, mm -hmm. again, that first, that first, like you talked about, you played that first track. You hear him did that. I was, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this exactly. is great. That's, I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm in a, after that. That's the desired effect. Yeah, it was like, I know this is going to be a great first track. Because that's how it was for me. It was me first time meeting Charlie you know, and having him in the studio really get, I mean, we knew about Charlie and knew him, you know, as a musician around town and singer, because he's also an incredible keyboardist. And so, you know, that's when we talked about having a higher vocalist, we brought him into the studio session. And I think we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast where, you know, he just was amazing from the get go. And so I was like, this has to be the first introdu introduction on the record to everybody. Because after, like you said, after you hear that Gail, it's kind of reminiscent of a Robert Plant uh, Freddie Mercury, Dio, kind of Greta Van Fleet, big yell. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, with this new wave of classic rock, there's us, Greta Van Fleet, and Dirty Honey that really have these big, huge singers. You know, kind of with Joyous Wolf as well, you know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, Seven Year Witch and a few of these other bands. Oh, of course, TJ is amazing, has amazing. For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, Second he, podcast in a row, we got Seven Year, Inch, Seven Year Witch mentioned. 
Yeah, dude. Uh, TJ's range is exemplified way more live than it is on the record. Like that dude is an amazing vocalist. Like yeah. that uh, that last dude. note he hits on. Uh, Can we get a witness? Is just like yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly man yeah he's he's an incredible vocalist yeah it's good so, that rock vocalists are coming back and we're having rock and roll bands you know again and everything and big guitars big drums big bass sounds you know just absolutely absolutely i think that is all making a comeback you know there are a lot of guitar driven bands going with big vocalists and i love it because that's what i, I grew think, up with i think last time same here last time we talked it was about you know what was the change from the americana southern rock mm -hmm. to this rock and roll thing that we were doing and yeah it was, it's just fun dude it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah you sure know you go to a fog hat show and you're not having a good time it's like man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you were saying a lot of these songs are or some of the songs go back to 2010 and yeah, if like, so like what, what what's what kind yeah, of metamorphosis have they made and it's just everybody's different influences creating the diverse array of sounds on here? Mm, yes, yeah, somewhat that. And just like, I've been wanting to put out a record like this for a long time. And so I had stuff that I you know, could pull back from the back catalog that I was like, I'll never release this. I always wanted to, and it fits with the material. You know, because again, like all the other records, I'm, you know, the primary songwriter on everything. But this is the first record where we brought in uh, the other bandmates to give a lot more opinion on you know the building up of the songs and so it's not too far off from being a live record because a lot of those tracks we did cut live in the studio mm -hmm. then we did overdubs on top of them sure so but yeah man was, we just did because it, it was fun playing hell yeah solos like eddie v is fun <laughs> as hell dude you know? <laughs> well, had a blast doing all those solos on that record man oh i i bet and like I think you're right. Like 80s rock music was a lot of fun. People celebrating. It was all mostly positive stuff, right? Then we got the 90s with grunge and it was a lot of life sucks. Everything's terrible. I'm on drugs. Kind of took the fun out of rock music. That's wild. But now it seems like these last couple of years with all the bands you mentioned, like, and you guys, the fun is coming back. The joy of playing guitar and showing you know how to play guitar. Hey, being able to sing and sing big is coming back and people are grabbing onto it well i think throughout the years of rock music and we've had you know several of them now we're almost like 70 years of rock and roll something like that almost 80 it's like you know there's always been these highs and lows of where it's like people dig the technical prowess versus you know it'll go like oh let's have a bunch of badass players versus let's have really good songwriters then let's have badass players then let's have really good songwriters. you know what i'm saying kind of did yeah. that through the 70s and to the grunge like you said and from the 80s and you know, and i like grunge too i'm not insulting well, no, no, him no, but I like, like i said I, like, yeah. like i said the main focus for me is finding the good and a lot of that and so it's like oh it went from like killer guitar solos and these amazing drummers to no solos and and to no solos whatsoever and it was the focus yeah. was the songwriting you know and it's, there's some amazing songwriting that came out of that and then it went from that to back into i feel like it's getting back into like where people are like hey look what i can do kind of you know but you know this song kind of requires a little bit of like hey i'm you know gonna do a little cock rock here like a little fun yeah or like eddie v solo yeah. or you know randy Rhodes solo or just you know something that makes a you know a, a kid want to pick up a guitar you know i mean I had so many, I mean, we both love Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi yeah, Hendrix, and, and he did, you know, I'm just, we're just trying to do the same thing, man. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's funny you talk about wanting kids to pick up a guitar and like kind of the 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 big um you know the prowess on a guitar. You go to YouTube, you go to TikTok and stuff now, and you have these kids showing off on guitar now, and that's how I know this type of music's coming back and people are back into playing guitar and back doing this stuff, right? Cause that like, you see, you see like 12, 13, 14 year old kids, just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting better and better, you know, earlier and earlier because of all the advantages, I guess, of YouTube and, and all the, I mean, you can pretty much Want to learn how to play something, go on the internet. Here you go. That's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. we literally, you know, had to put the record back, the needle back on the record. To how old I am? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like VHS. I'm, I'm there with you, man. Tape back and forth. Yeah. yeah, either VHS or cassette. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I was about to bring up. Me and Wes were both like guitar kids. Like we were both kids that were like, "Hey, have you heard or seen these kids that are like 14, 15 years old playing Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan?" Yeah. But this. We sound old. We, yeah. This was before YouTube. You it know was. what I'm saying? It was before it YouTube. So we, you know, if yeah. So it's kind of funny that we've, you know, finally linked up in a band because for a while we were both known as like in the Arklatech area as these two, you know, guitar the kids. Arklatech, Arkansas Little Rock, Arklatech? No, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas. and Texas. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. See? Yeah. Okay, Arkansas. All right. See, I learned something new, Brian. Like that's that region is called. Arkansas. Yeah, that's some southern shit right there. Yeah, for real. That shit. is some southern shit. I dig it. Yeah. Listen, we're new. We're Southern Rock and Blues podcast. We should be ashamed we didn't know that. Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> I want to throw. Out, listen, going back, then I know Brian's got a point. But a couple weeks ago, and like getting back to the cock rock and all that kind of stuff, I saw here in Columbus. Faster Pussycat, L.A. Guns, and no. Tom Kiefer from Cinderella. And Absolutely. I kid you not, I smiled from the start of Faster Pussycat set to the last note that Kiefer played. And I'm like, I've missed this. Like, they're having fun. There's a lot of energy. There's showmanship yeah. on the instruments. Like, I've missed this. This is glorious. Yeah, man. How great was Tracy Guns, right? Oh, I yeah. knew, always knew he was a good guitarist. But until I saw him live, I didn't appreciate it. He's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude, we have a lot of similar influences, so I, I, we've, I find myself playing like him a lot of times and not even realizing it, you know, not even trying to. He's, he's a good guy to replicate. I mean, you know, he started Guns N' Roses with Axel, like that dirty yeah. metal influence with punk and blues, that's all, all that guy. When we were talking about the younger players, I had to scroll back and I was trying to remember this guy's name, but Champ Jackson, this 11-year-old, is, is uh, pretty stellar. Check him out. But uh, yeah, um, so what are the what are, what are the touring plans looking like? Uh, so we're gonna be uh, yeah, we're gonna drive to like Joliet tonight up around Chicago, and then we're in oh, wow. Appleton, Wisconsin, and then uh, we're back in Little Rock on Sunday. So that's a little bit of a jaunt. We're gonna play with South of Eden on that day at Little Rock. Nice. And, uh, oh shit! You're coming to Ohio. You're coming to yeah, a exactly. Party. I was gonna say Cincinnati. Like, yeah, that same place we had the the twig stock or whatever that got rained out. We're gonna have like yeah. a party up there. <laughs> like, come hang out with us, man. Uh, so. Well, okay. So yeah. So this is funny, Drew, because we're gonna be in Cincinnati the next day. So well, we we've missed each other twice. And yeah. one, so this is funny because you guys played, I think, at Arthur's in Dayton last August. Somewhere in Dayton. Yeah, there's I thought like it was art, something, whatever. I can't remember the name yeah. of My band played Dayton Porch Fest during the day out That's there. Right. And like we yeah. actually were playing on streets and shit. Yeah. It was hot as it was hot as hell. 
So by the time we get done, like hang out and party with our host family a little bit, I was wiped out because we were going to go over and see you. And then that sprig, sprig fest, what was that called? That got twig, fest. Twig, twig stock. Twig fest. Twig stock. Twig stock. <laughs> and when but I looked that up, I'm like. my buddy's backyard and it's just a bunch <laughs> of hippies up there. I'll get together and rock out. Well, well we went There's to like my wife and I went to that. Them, so it's a lot of fun, you know. It, it was cool, but it was cold yeah. as shit and raining. raining. And then you guys, I think, were running late, and my wife and I were just like, I don't even know if we can get the car out of here because it's so muddy. <laughs> all the mud and everything. <laughs> yeah, it started raining heavy, and we got caught in all that traffic coming up from Cincinnati. It was kind of a drag, but we got there and finished out the set and rocked out the night in the rain. It was crazy. No shit. So I'm, I'm definitely going to try to see one of the two. So you're back at that place on the 9th of August. Uh -huh. Yep. And then the 10th, we're in Cincinnati. And before that, we've got oh, Stanley's, uh, yeah, doing Benton Harbor, Michigan, and we're doing um, uh, just a few dates coming up. We got uh, uh, yeah, we got the whole yeah, we got the whole thing right here. It's crazy. We got a huge tour up here. Like you're going to South Carolina, Georgia, oh, yeah, yeah, Nashville, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Raleigh, Indiana, and Augusta, and then we got a big show at the basement in Nashville. We're playing nice. a rock band that cool you venue. Check out uh, Stolen Prayer and then Junior's Boneyard. Oh. Yeah, Stolen Prayer is totally like 80s Motley Crue kind of shit, and they're fucking a lot of fun. And uh, our, fin our friend Dixie plays with them, and they're, they're just great. And then uh, Junior's Boneyard is just like uh, my buddy Caleb plays guitar with them, and he's good friends with Jared James Nichols, and he's just yeah. great on guitar. So before I ignore you, Drew, and talk to Wes, because he's got this crazy background, everybody listening needs to know about it. Like, that was a hell of a pickup, by the way, for the band, obviously, <laughs> looking through yeah. all the shit on the internet about Wes. But you guys just got done playing with Vanilla Ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a trip. <laughs> what a trip. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool guy. For the second time, it was the second annual uh, De France and Leroy, uh, uh Vanilla Ice show. Yeah. That's so, great. Yeah. Was he doing his rap or was he doing the metal rap or what was he, or both? It was the nostalgia rap show. And okay. he also was just like, I don't know, kind of preaching, kind of complaining. Like it was funny. He's like doing spoken the, word you know, when we had flip phones and like yeah. going to Blockbuster. And yeah, like, like everybody down memory. Yeah. It's just I'll be a like, huge nostalgia thing. Yeah. yeah. Did he say, Do you remember when I got held upside down by Death Row Records and somebody <laughs> 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 he left that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah. Isn't that the rumor? Wasn't that the rumor that like they like pretty much threatened his life to have him sign over? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's a big Did he do the ninja rap song from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too? Yeah, he did that. Oh my god. Last year he had the full uh Ninja Turtle outfit and like <laughs> i don't know where the ninja turtles were this year you know they weren't there so it's probably too hot for them nah, probably yeah i guess so well wes um you know you're new to the band guitar player it sounded like you came into tail in the recording this last album to at least record a solo but tell our listeners a little bit about yourself your background everything you've done because you have a hell of a career and and up to getting into france here yeah man i'm well not telling how old I am. No, I mean, I, I, I started out at like 15. I entered the Hendrix competition, the international Jimi Hendrix competition. And so I came in second in that. Um, I, 
hadn't been playing like 11 months. So I got to start playing with Buddy Miles, Jimi Hendrix's drummer over the years. And um, so that kind of was like a, you know, uh, a launch pad for my own band. And so within a couple of years, I got signed to a, a label and went to Memphis and recorded Val Green's rhythm section and did a record. And Is that the West Jeans band or a different one? Yeah, yeah, it was just West Jeans uh, at the time. And uh, they, like I said, they put me with Al Green's rhythm section, which was cool. It was kind of a mismatch, you know, <laughs> it's my Texas Southern rock kind of thing with this Memphis soul R&B band. So it was it was interesting. Um, and then I did, you know, God, after that, I toured with, I mean, I played with everyone from Bobby Blue Bland to, I did all kinds of old school blues festivals with, you know, we were just talking about our buddy, Michael Burks, I played with him a bunch of times. But, um, you know, I helped Buddy Guy, um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of good old school blues players and um, learned a lot of stuff, a lot of what not to do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah great advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, this is a blues and southern rock podcast. So bring out the blues dudes you're oh, with. BB, open for BB yeah. King. Oh man, I can't. Man, I can't say on a podcast probably my advice from BB, but it was great. He <laughs> oh, had to make sure that my old lady was out of the room first. Yeah. Listen, JD Simo, JD Simo laid some stuff down about some old blues stuff that he, like you'll never beat that. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah JD. I've known yeah. him a long time. He's a great guy. That dude's a riot, man. So BB, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he had like this whole jar, like a Viagra beside his little meet and greet thing in the back. Right, of us. it was great. But no, yeah, he had some advice for me, which was pretty great. But he he made sure he he was a gentleman about it, though. You know what I mean? He waited till my 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 old lady was like out of earshot, and he's like. Now, let me tell you what's up, you know, but no, BB was great. And it, I mean, to the point to where his, his tour manager would come in and be like, all right, B, we got to go, mm -hmm. you know, and he'd still be telling stories, you know? Um, so, you know, yeah, you got a bunch of pictures together. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, he wouldn't let you go. He'd talk your ear off, but you know, he was, he was the most personal, you know, now you've got Warren Haynes who's like the same way, like mm -hmm. Warren will have you on the bus and you know, same deal. Like, well, they're not, they're not going anywhere without him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't get in a hurry. So. But Warren's incredible. Um, but yeah, so I got, you know, uh, early on, I got to play with Bonamassa a lot. Um, King Wayne. Well, he was kind of breaking in. We all were about the, the same. Yeah, King, you and King Wayne are about the same age. Yeah, so. Kenny Wayne is from Shreveport, Louisiana, and I'm from Marshall, Texas. So we're about 45 minutes apart. So we grew up together, playing together. And you know, just by way of being so close to each other, every time a musician would leave his band, they would join my band. So it got kind of funky for a little bit. Kenny and I, like, we had to talk and get our, you know, get shit straightened out. But it was like, you know, I can understand it would be a little weird. But anytime someone would leave, like, leave his band and his touring deal, they would just join my band because I was on, I was touring and we were doing the same type of stuff. Right. You know, so it, it naturally it worked well. Uh, but I just saw like, Kenny Wayne know, Shepherd. Kenny would be like, man, I mean, he'd be pissed. He'd be like, I don't want people to compare me to Stevie Ray. And I was like, well, shit, dude, you got his band. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're using Chris and Tommy. They're going to compare you to Stevie, you know? And then I was like, well, shit, I've got Kenny Wayne's whole band. At one time, I had his drummer, his bass player, uh, his other guitar player, you know? But not his singer, who's from Cincinnati, Ohio, and we've had no, him on the I podcast. Sing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. But no, I, I always sing myself. But but Kenny's a great dude. He's yeah. I went and saw him uh, a couple of months ago, and he he had me out just dead front center, right in front of him. The man he plays, nice. it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Brian got tickets to when they came through Fargo. Um, right? They let yeah. you get your tickets. Yep, yep. That was a great show. Yeah. 
Okay, awesome. my friend uh, Shannon Kerfman's been up around that area. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Johnny Lang's from here too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Johnny's a nice kid. A kid. Shit, we're old now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a kid when he started, like on MTV, yeah. like seventeen or something. I remember. Yeah, yeah. We're like, well, we're two two weeks apart. I'm two weeks older than he is, so. So people who have the internet, just Google it, and you know how old Wes is. You're younger than I am, and you're younger than, <laughs> you're younger than Brian. So like, you, you're already winning. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've got a lot of miles, so. But yeah, again, man, like I said, I am. Um, I I I met up with my buddy Lance Lopez, um, who was in Dallas at the time in about 2005, and uh, Lance and I were like, well, hey, let's you know, we we've known each other for quite a few years, and he was Lance. If you hadn't heard him, he's he's an incredible guitar player. Um, he was like, man, we should do a record together. I was like, shit, let's do that, and. Uh, then we figured out pretty quick that both of us were good friends with Eric Gales. And so Lance, oh, geez. Yeah. We Gales to come down and play on the record too. I was like, well, shit, let's just have wow. a marathon, dude. Mm-hmm. Let's just like get done with it and just have all three of us together. It's Forest of the Pines. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so we did Forest of the Pines in 2006. And um, I toured behind that record for quite a few years. And man, we, we had a lot of fun with that because that was just like you're talking about guitar in your face just because I can. I mean, dude, Eric Gales is the king of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As far as yeah, and Lance is too, he got his crown. Yeah. yeah, Lance and Gales, man, they can they can put it out there. I mean, that's just guitar for the sake of just because I can. You know what I mean? So uh, so it was it was really a great guitar record, and uh, we did a live version. Lance and I did a live version of it a few years later. I toured behind that. You know, was was able to do a lot of opening spots for a bunch of really great you know, with all the 38 specials and Ted Nugent and, you know, all the classic rock people that we all love, you know, so that was, yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you it's said funny, Tom, Wes, when I, when I Googled you, you know, how like you get that main page with everything in the site, people also search for what comes up, Lance Lopez, Eric Gales, Kenny Wade Shepard, Buddy Guy, like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, Lance is in Nashville now, so he's just, uh, just recorded some new stuff. I haven't heard all of it, but I would imagine it's going to be pretty killer. Um, he, how did you get hooked up with Warren Haynes? Um, I met him in New York um, at a Cornell Dupree show at BB King's. Uh, oh, I'm a huge yeah. Donny Hathaway fan, right? So Cornell played with Donny Hathaway on the um, These Songs for You Live, which is one of my favorites. And tons of other records. Like Cornell's Yeah, amazing. he's playing on like, like yeah, he, he was like one of the, the most recorded or in-session guitarists in like the 70s. Yeah, incredible. Killer guitar. And so I was there. He was doing a show with um, Greg Allman was on keys and singing in Donny Hathaway's place. Uh, Bernard Damn. Purdy was playing drums. Who I, I love Bernard Purdy. Purdy uh, shuffles. Willie game. Weeks was playing bass. Willie Weeks, y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the famous, you know, Devin Don, Allman. Donny Hathaway record. Yeah. Uh, I remember... Uh, Ian McCloggan always being like, I thought Willie Weeks y'all was his name, not Willie Weeks y'all. Yeah, because he always listened to the record. Willie Weeks y'all, Willie Weeks y'all. And he always thought Willie Weeks y'all was his name. Yeah, not Willie you're Weeks. not from Texas anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, he was very English. Saying, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, so so anyway, it was like an all-star lineup. I think Devin Allman came and set in, and uh, Bruce Willis played harmonica. Oh, oh, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we were backstage and I was just kind of hanging out. Um, it sounds crazy, but I was just hanging out talking to Greg Allman <laughs> and uh, a little Beatles shirt, you know. Just casually talking to Greg and Allman. And Devin comes over and, you know, he's got his son with him and his son had a cool little mohawk and shit. But we were cool. Oh, oh was, really? Yeah, and so oh. next thing I know, like Warren and Greg, everybody's like, they're just burning one, man. It comes my way. I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> trying to, you know, hang and talk to Warren Haynes. And man, next thing I know, it was just surreal that I was sitting talking to, to Warren and, and, and Greg at the same time. But anyway, Warren had heard of me, I guess because of a fan of his would just always go on and on about me. There was like this man, cool. that would, he would walk around. This is, this is how long ago this was. He would carry around like these papers. He would roll them up, man. And he'd have this roll that was like, um, like Derek Trucks itinerary. Mule's itinerary, my itinerary, itinerary yeah. uh, Chris Lorday, <laughs> yeah. Lance Lopez, like all of us. Like he, he had all yeah. of our itineraries and he would come up to us like, hey man, Mule's going to be at such, 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 such. And so apparently he would always keep Warren informed <laughs> about wherever the hell I was playing. Hell yeah. And so <laughs> so when I met like Warren, that, he man. was like, I heard you play a flying B, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, Warren's just a, a sweetheart of a guy, and uh, he was coming through Shreveport. He's friends with, with Lance as well. Um, I named my firstborn child uh, Warren after Warren. Oh. And so once I told him that, you know, and, and my son's about the same age as his son, Hudson. And uh, so once I told him that, he was like, man, you've got to bring him back. I want to meet him. So uh, man, a few years later, they played Shreveport. And, I, and he was like, just bring the kids over. So I brought my both of my kids over for a mule sound check. And so, man, we just hung out. We got pictures with Warren holding both my kids and stuff. You know, he's just just like uh, his uncle Warren. You know what I mean? He's just like a down to earth. He's a good, good old everyday guy, and then get on stage and just like is a god. <laughs> you oh, know, nothing short of just. I, he's one of my. I love Warren Haynes just for all the different projects and things he's done, and you know, as a guitar player, I love him. He like, yeah, yeah. yeah I was. Better, you know, was that? It I, it doesn't get any better than Warren Haynes. Oh, and, and you fun. hear from everybody how nice he is, and mm. so I do have one Warren Haynes story. Um, about six years ago, on the Smoke and Mule tour, so Blackberry Smoke and Government Mule were touring together. We went and saw him at the Rose in Dayton, and my friend, his father-in-law was friends with the owner of that venue. So long story short, he got us in for sound checks, Blackberry Smoke and, and Government Mule. Nice. The manager who runs the place was like, hey, don't get in Warren's way or don't, you know, whatever. He's really grumpy today. And we're like, well, like why is he grumpy? Because all you hear is like, Warren's such a nice guy. He's like, well... They got in late for sound check and he didn't get his biscuits and gravy from Bob Evans. So he's a little grumpy about that. <laughs> man's got to have routine, man. <laughs> man's got to have his biscuits and gravy from Bob Evans. Like it's Ohio. It's like, you know. For shit and riders, yeah. then I've got to have biscuits and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just thought that was funny. So how did, how did you, uh, Drew, and, and how did you uh, find Wes? How did this all, you guys come together? So me and a bunch of other guitar players that were only about, you know, a few years younger than Wes were just crazy about his success, you know, when we were kids. Cause like I said, this is pre YouTube mm -hmm. his name everywhere, man. He's playing with all the big names and it was like, Oh shit, we can kind of know that guy, you know, and if we, can, we would go to his shows, you know, and stuff like that. And, and it was always killer. And then I'd go see him with Lance on that tour, a few of those, you know, and, and so it was always killer. And I had Forest of the Pines and, you know, that was always a great record. And, uh, uh, you know, we just kept up through the years. We did a bunch of shows with DeFrance and West Jeans and DeFrance featuring West Jeans. Actually, the first one we did was for my buddy Maestro, who's the sound guy at Stickies. He's internationally known, you know, he's like the international man of mystery. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, old Maestro, he's, he's incredible. 
But anyways, we did a, a fundraiser for him, and that was the first time we had Wes actually like sit in and be like, you know, a part of the band playing the band songs. And then uh, when we had this recent kind of change of lineup, I was like, I'm gonna call Wes and see, you know, if he wants to come in and get on this. And you know, we had uh, a lot going on for this year with the record coming out. He had just played on the record with us and everything, and uh, we had we just. We had a tour coming up going out to LA where we did a sold out show with Quiet Riot. And so that was nice. Pretty much the first time he went out. Where did you guys play that show? Whiskey at Go Go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary club. That was a yeah. bucket list yeah. for me. Yeah, it was, was a really cool. Fuck yeah. 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 So you want to play the whiskey? It's like, Oh yeah, yeah for that one. <laughs> yeah, man. It was a fun tour, a fun trip. We we all had a good time, got everybody got to know each other a little bit better and now we're just, you know, out here doing it every week, just all over the nation and, you know, pretty soon all over the world. So what kind of precipitated that lineup change? Because it sounds like you you turned over quite a few people, you know, singer, guitar player. Uh, the road's hard, man. It's a tough time right now. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of venues have not bounced back. A lot of bands had not bounced back. A lot of bands have just straight up broke up. Right. Uh, a lot of people have decided, you know, they'd rather go get a job in 401k or whatever than, you know, be out on the road. And, you know, I, I get it, man. I mean, this industry, it's one of the few industries that, that doesn't have any type of regulation or unionization for it whatsoever. And because of that, we're getting paid the same things a lot of times as musicians in the 70s or 50 years ago plus, yeah. you know. And so... We ain't caught up with the inflammate, inflation yeah, with the rest of the you're, you're like minimum wage, just like not changed in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I mean, like 30, 40 years. We yeah, do this because yeah. we love playing guitar and oh, we love playing right. music and we love writing music and playing and making art for people. And if we did it because we wanted to make money, we'd be just the dumbest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way more yeah. gear than I yeah. yeah, right. On gear alone. Just yeah. On guitars yeah. Yeah. Alone, but. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's really fun playing in this band. I mean, uh, you know, I've toured since I was like 15 years old and, you know, that's 26 years, man. Um, and 2020 just shut all that shit down. It's like, right. hey, your job is to assimilate crowds of people. Now you can't get more than seven people together. Whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, okay. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I've so, been playing since I was 14, so it's yeah. about 22 years now. So, so you know, we were just at home and, and I, I learned how to build guitar pedals. So I've been building guitar pedals, started the company doing that for years, a few so years. What, what's the company? Uh, just I, It's called Texas Fuzz. <laughs> So it online where do we find texas fuzz yeah i just sell them through my instagram man i, I don't yeah. have a, okay because i'm juggling it it That's really was like plan b uh when i wasn't touring was like well hell i can i can build fuzz pedals Badass incredible fuzz pedals fan um you can get them with either germanium or the so I'm going to follow you. And you guys now made me have to put my reading glasses on because that's how old I am. I got to look, put these stupid I mean, if I don't have these contacts, I'm going to be But yeah, so I did that as a plan B. And so I was at home, you know, in my routine, just, you know, rocking out all these fuzz pedals. And um, Drew called me and was like, hey, man, would you be interested in going out and, you know, playing LA? And, you know, just, and we've got a new record, you know, that you, you played on it and it's about to come out. And, it's like, man, it sounds exciting and, and a good good time to get back on the road. I mean, that COVID uh, quarantine, I mean, that was um, bad shit. It was crazy for somebody that's been on the road my entire adult life. Yeah, for two cats that have been playing for 20 years. Yeah. It was, or anybody that's been playing for any amount of time. But I mean, it's been 20 years of like no time off. 
know what yeah. I'm saying? And then to have like all the time off, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. It, I travel pr pretty heavily for my job now. Grant, I'm not a musician. I did travel nowhere much, but pretty regularly. And like, same for me is like, it just stopped. And it, I've still hardly really traveled since the whole thing. It's, it's weird not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the time with the kids. That's great. I've got two boys. Yeah. That was awesome. Getting mm -hmm. to stay with the kids and my fiance. And, and uh, you know, the family time is great but you know you got to get out and make some money <laughs> you got to make some money for the kids for god's sake exactly. you know and it's plain you can do it home before the family karate chops your ass <laughs> yeah. well drew's got to make money now because congrats you just got married yeah man thank you yeah. appreciate it yeah thank you. you better get on the road and make some cash <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you known your wife? Like, give us, give us some, you don't have to give us all the details. Oh man, like, we've known each other our whole lives pretty much. She's my best okay. friend. So we just, you know, woke up, went to the courthouse, you know, sad. We were putting it off and bullshitting each other for too long. So uh, yeah. now, listen, now I'm mad again because I am an ordained minister. I could have done the ceremony <laughs> for you guys. You first, you snubbed the podcast, you stubbed my ministerial services. <laughs> <laughs> So Wes, if you need to get married at any point, I, I got you covered, man. I'll do it for free. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. He's engaged. So yeah. Uh, so funny, Wes. I just followed you on Instagram. And Brian, you're not gonna be surprised, but um uh, uh Fab Fab follows, Fab Grossi follows Wes, of course, because Fab knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. So Lance was in Supersonic Blues Machine. Yeah, and so, yeah. Uh, and so Warren did a song or two with them. Yeah. They came to the U.S. Uh, and they needed a van and a trailer, like a tour rig. And I was off. So it was uh, Supersonic Blues Machine with Robin Ford, Kenny Arnoff. Oh, yeah. This, this time. Uh, Kenny was, Arnoff. God. It was bad. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, dude. It was such a great band. And uh, <laughs> like I drove them around all week. I was like the tour bus driver for Robin Ford and like. The These other ever. badasses, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I just got to talk guitar with Robin Ford for hours. I did see him drink scotch for like thirteen hours straight. I've never seen. Him oh, <laughs> he, he got out of the van in between my van and the trailer to get out his luggage. Like at the end of the night, like kind of stumbled over, and the people behind me start honking and shit. So I didn't know that Robin had stumbled away in between the van and the trailer. I walked over there. And so I go to move, and Arnold's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to run over Robin. So, like, he just he was having to move with the van and the trailer. Yeah, that's uh, – uh, so don't drink it. Funny story that, that, that Fab told us, like, Kenny had some other engagements that he's doing. And it's like, well, I had to get somebody else. And, you know, it was Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction. Like, he's yeah, like – Casually. So he came in right after Kenny uh, that next, very next week. Yeah, yeah, Perkins. <laughs> well, he knows everybody. Like, Billy Gibbons is his friend and Warren Ains yeah. and all – like, he's just – Everybody. Name drop. Not, he wasn't name dropping the name drop to impress us. It was just that's the people he hangs around with. He's and his hard job like, hitting right. the ground. Like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, Fab mm. knows everyone, man. Everybody. And he's him. a really good musician himself, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just he's a he's a cool dude. Like, yeah. and Robin, I mean, holy crap, Robin Ford. I mean, to see him just to sit and watch him play. Yeah, he's just incredible. Masterclass. Incredible. Yeah. Um, tone, touch, taste, just phrasing is just mind-blowing so yeah he's an incredible incredible guitarist super sweet so, guy 
Drew, you obviously hit a home run with getting Wes in the band. Like, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, thank yeah. you, man. Even though you're wearing that Blue Jays hat, still, <laughs> you hit a home run. <laughs> I'm gonna, if I, you know, I'm coming down to see you guys. I'm wearing my Reds cap. We're gonna, we're gonna fight. I'm a Cincinnati guy. I gotta go my, with my Reds. Hey, the Reds are still a great team, you know. Maybe one. Well, of these, they they were at one Joey point. Not so great a, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Joey Votto might get a World Series some one of these days. You know, uh, he's almost like he turns forty. I think within the next year, he's thirty. Man, y'all are so. about to lose Luis Castillo. I know. <sighs> and the Yankees are going to get him, aren't they? That's going to be the know, shitty part. Man, about it. it's going to be somebody you know that's got Ooh. a bunch of money. You know, and I mean, it's either the Dodgers, Yankees, or the Mets. You know, something like that. So I prefer he go to the Dodgers than the Yankees or the Mets. Yeah, I really would. I, I just don't like those two teams. With Bonamassa one year, and he had on a Yankees baseball cap. <laughs> and uh, everybody in Dallas, right? And yeah. Bonamassa and I on stage together. And he's wearing his baseball, this Yankees cap. And I do a solo, and I do a lot of Albert Collins and a lot of Texas blues kind of stuff. Yeah. Everybody lose their mind. And he looks at me and he goes, I don't think they like my hat, Wes. And <laughs> <laughs> of course not. And throws his Yankees hat out into the crowd. You know? Did they shred it, light it on fire? No, I don't think that happened, but yeah. I'll never forget that. I don't yeah. think they like my hat. Yeah. <laughs> so you said <laughs> country, so yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well Wes, you said you play like a lot of Albert Collins stuff. And if I remember you, earlier, you said you have a flying V or playing a fi flying V. And I think Albert Collins right play always played a flying King, V. Yeah. King, Albert King did. Albert King, not Albert yeah. Collins. Yeah. And then both both bar mentored Michael Burks always had a flying V too. And, and of course Hendricks and the yeah. Hendricks had the black. Yeah. And uh Hendrix is where I got my start and is like, and it's still to this day, my very favorite guitarist. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of a, you know, just a, a tribute Bert, to him playing that. Bird, are you playing a Strat? I do. I'm playing like Les Paul. World. It's like his 63 that he had. Um, I had a 63 of Otis Rush's that was white, just exactly like this one. Um, well, what's your number one? Um, it's Drew's playing it right now. It's one of the earliest um, master built relics that John Cruz did back in the 90s. Um, and so it looks like shit. It is no pain left guitar on it. I've ever played. Um, it's amazing. Johnny Winter signed it. Dick Dale signed it. I, and, you know, yeah. it's it's just got. It's no so fucking easy to play, man. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's amazing, amazing guitar. Like um, fast neck. Is it thin? Is it what? It, was it mid medium? What do we got? It's a sixty, so it's yeah. a little chunkier. Yeah. A little, yeah. Um, but it's got really hot Jimmy Wallace pickups in it, and then uh, I so I cloned it. I did a new version of it. Um, but I did it in swamp ash, so it's seven pounds flat, so it's super, super light. But in this band, back to like you were saying, it's more of an 80s kind of classic rock vibe, so it really fits a lot of the parts that I'm doing. It's more of a humbucker kind of deal, so it's mm -hmm. more of yeah. a Gibson. Um, it really leans more towards that flying V than it does a strap. I'm very comfortable on a strap, uh, but I'm just as comfortable on a V. They're awkward guitars for yeah. a lot of people, but I've played them for so long. Um, you know, they're just great. They're light. And you just uh, can't sit down with it. You know, that's kind of the, the thing, right? It doesn't really fit in your lap. Yeah. And we, we both kind of got like just a little, like, you know, one of us is on a humbucker, the other one's on a single pull. Yeah. Know? We try yeah. to make sure that one of us has a single pull. It's all good compliment. It's a classic sound. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, a Marshall yeah. and a Fender, man. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. Gibson and a Fender. You yeah. Can't flexi and a, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, uh, where did I see a picture recently of Charlie Starr playing a flying V? Really? Yeah, Charlie's got great, 
great tasting gear. Man, uh, that wasn't cool. When that cool, seeing him play with the crows, it was so fucking cool. Oh my that god, was he was so he was he fit in so well. His tone and everything, his he nailed the solos. It was unbelievable. I mean, they but that whole band was they're such you know Black Crows geeks from the get go, and now yep crazy to see that they're kind of you know taking over the reins and almost moved higher up in that and the you know the tears of this music business then you know blackberry if, smoke has not had any hiatuses they have not stopped the black exactly, crows have had multiple exactly. hiatuses and, you know and they've run some very good musicians out from playing with them th- through their antics too you know i mm-hmm. had a, com- a private conversation with mark ford semi-private last year year and a yeah. half ago and he he's like I'm I'm done like with yeah. those guys. And yeah, I don't my blame records are with Mark, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gotta love Mark, but I think Charlie was closest to that tone and that feel of anybody that's played with the, the more uh, Southern Harmony era. Yeah. Yeah. He he did nailed that shit. It was so good. Like I would love to see the Crows and Blackberry Smoke tour together and have like Charlie sit in for certain songs or do something. And I you know? was really hip to as the crow flies. Marcus King, yeah, I'd like yes. to him with the crows. That'd be really hip, man, because oh, he was killing that spot. Yeah, God. dude's just nasty, and his new record's so nice. good. Oh, like he's he coming to Columbus in September. Stuff. I'm gonna go. Yeah, he. he and I saw as the crows flies in Kentucky years oh, ago, and it was all it was oddly freed and Marcus were playing guitar. Yeah, I know it's sick. Two of my favorites. Yeah, nasty. And oddly rips it too. You cry mm-hmm. love is some of my favorite shit. Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that that live at the Greek record with oddly was great. Yeah, yeah. He was the right guitarist to play with the Led Zeppelin stuff with Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's incredible. You know, nothing against Luther. Luther is awesome, but I think oddly what. Oddly had that riffs and that style to play with that. Yeah, he's a yeah, I saw him with Luther. I saw him with Jackie. I saw him with, yep. the, with the new guy. Uh, Isaiah Mitchell. Yeah, Isaiah. That's right. Yep. From uh, uh, Earthless. Birdless? Ur- Earthless. Earthless. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did too. He's. I mean, he's good. He's a really good guitar player. And they've always had good guitar players. But, like, I think Mark's number one. I think... Luther, all in all, is probably number two, but I loved when I saw Oddly play with him just because I love that style mm-hmm. of guitar. I'm a big Zeppelin guy, like, and he just shreds. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. And now he plays with Cheryl Crow, and like, which is pretty freaking cool too, but he doesn't get to shred with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, she's always got, between Oddly and Doyle, she's always got, yeah. got some great players playing with her. Oh my God. Great man. And she still sounds great, man, and still looks great too. I yeah. like. I always had a crush on Cheryl Crow. I if I ever spoke to her, I probably would, would freeze up. I think. I embarrass myself. <laughs> I totally probably pee my pants. <laughs> so, question for you, Drew, is you know we've talked about you know uh, becoming friends with the Georgia Thunderbolts, and and you know I think we know just about all like these you know newer kind of bands and stuff. But who else do you have some? camaraderie with that you uh cross paths on the road and we're always looking for someone we may not have heard of or even if we have um so trying to think if there's anything new here recently i've been digging uh i mean all the guys we've been playing with lately like buck cherry everyone knows those guys yeah 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 we've been playing with a bunch of legacy artists here lately you know 
uh, when we were doing the Georgia Thunderbolt runs, which we're going to do some more of those, uh, we were playing a lot with Joyous Wolf, and those guys were great. And yeah, uh, we've had we've had Nick on. I've yeah. seen those guys too. That that's a high energy band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are great. They put on a good. So show. you're not doing the backflips and splits and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told Nick play. after the show, I'm like, dude, you're going to need a hip replacement by the time you're 35. And he's, and he's doing that in like some crazy ass shoes. Like you would think he'd be having like Nike pumps on or whatever, but no. That's why Prince had a hip replacement, that same shit, doing that crazy stuff in high heels. All the splits and everything. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. My buddy Tyler Bryant's pretty incredible. Yeah, we've had yeah, Tyler Bryant on. Tyler on. Yeah. And we're going to have Larkin Poe on, on our August 16th. Yeah. They're scheduled. They're going to be on here. Yeah, I would, I would just say check out Stolen Prayer. I'm looking forward to the, the, the show with these guys in Nashville. I think they're out of Kentucky somewhere. Really? Of, cor- of course they are. Of course are. they are. Everybody's <laughs> out of Kentucky. <laughs> we just had, um, people love the Josephines. Y'all know about them. Yeah. We know them when we need to get those guys on. I think yeah, they're out of Bowling the, Green, Kentucky. Got their right? roses on. All, we love the Ford brothers, you know. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Ali Venable. I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Utah, Ali Venable. Yeah. I got her CD. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to Tyler Bryant. Those guys are getting back on the road because I see a bunch of bunch of dates are starting to play mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I think he and Becker are playing some shows together, too. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Speaking of Kentucky bands, our episode tomorrow is with Native Sons, uh, Ashton Blake. We have head on. Speaking yeah, of Kentucky bands. Guys. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're a harder rock band. You know, they got the influence mm-hmm. of blues and southern rock, but they're more oh okay. White. Have you heard L.A. Maybe? Yeah, I've heard um, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, they're definitely kind of like uh, more harder rock, better newer yeah. band. Yep. Really yep. Good. Uh, of course, y'all know Magnolia Bayou, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Goodbye, June. Who I I we've had Maybe. Tyler on. They're really good. I'm getting ready Job to see him in a couple weeks. I pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the job Mother Mary. Yeah, no, Job Mother Mary. Right? Mother Mary yeah, of course. Yeah, we know, we know Mason. Mason is Mason the dude. On. We just call him yeah. the dude. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, Mason's a good guitar player. Yeah, he we, knows him better. I, yeah, I've never met, met him. So. We played a we played a like a, a football stadium show and it got rained out. So we just shared a band house and partied for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he could tell some good, stories. A good friend of mine is named uh, William Matheny. He's an incredible guitar player. He's not really so much the classic rock thing, but more like the Americana thing. Uh, his bass player John R. Miller just got real big here recently in the Americana world. Kind of like the uh, they're all from the same area as Tyler Childers and all that stuff. So, okay, yeah. I saw when I saw Joyous Wolf, it was Joyous Wolf, Dorothy, and then the opener was Classless Act, who's now opening yes. the big stadium tour. Yeah, they were, were really yeah. good. I was surprised by how oh, good they were. So jealous. Wish we had that gig. Yeah, oh, I mean, oh. yeah Griffin Tucker stadium gig. Right yeah, only really yeah. mainly because i also wanted to be at all those baseball stadiums like, <laughs> you know, like more so than just like you know like oh i want to play that many people it's like dude yeah i played totally dodger stadium or, or fenway park they played fenway park i mean get out of here dude that's this bucket list yeah You're, that's you, why i like you it, like two things baseball and music like those are like my my things too that's me and west man he loves baseball and music too man that's, west who's your team rocks. who's your ball team though you like a rangers astros what, what yeah, you go with? I've, I've, i had to be a rangers guy pretty much but uh growing up though i love the red sox in the 80s i was all about roger clemens so yeah. okay 
Yeah, I was a. They had like him, Boggs, Greenwell. They had a couple of decent dudes too. Yeah, that was my team. I guess because my little league team was the Red Sox, so ah, that was my team, mm-hmm. right? And then from there on, I was, but I loved Roger Clemens. So yeah. anytime that, that Boston would play the Rangers, I would be there. That's great. Did you like Roger Clemens when he was on the Yankees? Not as much. No. I there did. we go. All right. Yeah. Guys, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, he pitched. For, he he was really good with the Jays. I think he yeah. won a Cy Young or two with the Jays. Yeah, I think he got his three thousand uh, hit strikeout strikeout too on on yeah. the, with the with Blue Jays. Yeah, man, uh, been some incredible players played with the Blue Jays. Ricky Henderson, yeah, uh, Fred McGriff. Yeah, all Crime Dog. I always like Crime Dog. Yeah, man, he's great. And of course, Joe Carter, legendary home run. You know, yep, series and all that. So, but I, I was, oh, Roberto Alomar. Playing music. Yeah. That's how I got started. Yeah, Roberto Alomar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I'm I've been a fan of like every every team has at least you know five to ten really good players or a Hall of Famer or a few of them, you know. And so I always grew up collecting baseball cards, and so I would always you know get crazy about the stats on them and everything in the back. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of just got into where you know it's like I, I dig all teams. You know, everybody's got their Kind of like I did well, if you collect cards, it's cool, right? Because you're seeing different people and teams yeah. and yeah. 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 Like dig their uniforms. You know what? Here, here's here's what we need to do to, to bring back baseball a little bit better. Road blue uniforms. Screw the grays. The te- certain teams need to go back to the road blues. What do y'all think of the new Nike like uniforms? I think Boston's look just awful. They're, they're pretty, yeah. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I want to see people go back to the pullovers and the blue road 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 jerseys. <laughs> I'm one of my favorite Reds uniform ever is that one they had in the 80s of the pull even the 90 team that won the World Series that that pullover top. I've got a Barry Larkin one. I love it. It's crazy how much like so here recently they've been having like baseball like uniforms on like runway fashion shows and stuff like that and like Really? Gucci did a whole thing like baseball stuff. See, you get married and all of a sudden you're paying attention to fashion shows, dude. Well, my wife is really into it. <laughs> Your wife, quotation mark. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the type of fashion I could get into if they're doing the sports, sportsy stuff, you know. <laughs> Dig it. Dig it for sure. It's just another form of art, you know. It is another form of art, and it's a great way to pass the time. I always play I played ball into my mid-20s. And like when I watch baseball and like casual fans, I like I'm watching what's the pitcher doing, what's the hitter doing, where the where the players position. Like I, you know, because I'm thinking through that, and I get for a casual fan, it's kind of boring. But like for me, I'm still get that mentality. I love watching baseball. Yeah, I mean, part of my day is watching the MLB TV recaps of every game. <laughs> it's been oh. a watching this year, dude. Aaron Judge is like what almost 39 home runs. Crazy. And it's just now the all-star break. Like, dude, yep. you could easily get into the 60s territory this year. Very easily. 60s close to 70s and, and more than likely legitimately, unlike Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. Yeah. Maybe so so. It's pretty cool to watch Albert Pujols on his last season. You know, he's going out just like an elder statesman. It's pretty awesome. Back with the Cardinals, back terrorizing the Reds like he used to. It's oh, it's great. It's it's great, Drew. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> they're division rivals. Yeah, I think we're missing Steve Gorman for this for this portion of the podcast. <laughs> Sports talk. Don't read his book. That was, yeah, that, that was, yes. Well, we had him on the podcast. Oh wow, cool man. Yeah, 
And I, I, I told him we were going to talk sports, and we we talked sports for like 20 minutes. It was great. Cool. Bucket man. list. Awesome. Yeah, dude, I would love to talk baseball with, with Steve Gorman. Yeah. We, we, we talked – spoke mostly basketball stuff but we did we he's more of a basketball dude yeah yeah he's he's a big basketball guy college and pro stuff so we we got into that a little bit and he you know he ribbed me and my uc bearcats a little bit and it's all right well he's a big orioles fan and they just they just went on a winning streak here not too long ago yeah. i don't know if it's so still going growing but... up and i were both cal ripkin junior fans of course the, and i loved eddie murray my whole life you know i thought he was just the coolest cat and, and that was Steve's favorite player all time, Eddie Murray. Yeah, man. And, you know, that that classic Orioles and, you know, but Brooks Robinson is actually from Little Rock here in town. I'm a, I'm a big Cal Ripken fan. Look, I yeah, have his book. Man. Just show up. There yeah. you go. Right there. Dude, awesome guy. Amazing. He, he spoke at my company event last year. He came to it. We had a conference and that he was the one. He, it was amazing conversation. And then they gave us all, all of his book, his book. I just, Again, it was like talking to Gorman or something. My jaw was just on the ground. I was just right, like, yeah. you know, the whole time. It's great. What a yeah. cool dude. He's one of those guys that I admire, just like Hank Aaron, where it's just like, man, if you just fucking, you know, baseball and the music business and, you know, there's a lot of parallels, you know, just like. Put your head down, show up, give it your best. Don't be an asshole. Exactly, man. And hard work eventually pays off. You know. That's right. It's a good life lesson for anything that you do. Of course. Yeah. I tell my kids our, our family motto is don't be an asshole. And when they're being jerks, I tell them, like, what's our family motto? And they have to say, don't be an asshole. Now they're 19 and 17. So it's not, you know, not as fun as when they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Jason, is it that time of the show? Gentlemen, and, are you and ready? just before that, I the thing I was going to say before, like that pairing with you guys enjoy a small, you know, two bands once again that can't be put into any certain lane or category. So I just want to mention that before we go into the lightning round. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is pretty rad. All right, lightning round. A couple fun questions, guys. Are you game for it? Sure. All right, you're both going to get the same questions for right now. I may change it up a little bit later on. Multiple choice question. Fender or Gibson? It goes to you, Wes. We'll start with you since you're new to this. It depends on what band. It, what's okay. what you know? What this, it's got to serve the song. Well, you're you're into France now, so what are we choosing? I'm, I'm, I'm Gibson in this band. All right. Fender and mine. Drew. I love Fender. It's, okay. I, as much as I try to get away from it, I'm always you can't get right back. Good yeah, dude, especially that strat he's got. Dog, it's just the best fucking guitar. I know. Uh, I look over and he's playing it, and I'm just, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you that's, that's my guitar. <laughs> All right. I mean, I've got, I've got scratch in my own guitars too, but man, they don't play that good. Damn. Well, plenty of your pictures and performances that you see online or your website, you're holding a strat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. most known for them all right drew what's one piece of gear that you want that you have do not have oh uh, a double neck gibson like uh uh jimmy page like the sg like the Demi jimmy yeah, page yeah, SG yeah, one? yeah frank yeah. Hannon had one from tesla too frank. Mm -hmm. dude they're like 10 by the way frank hannon like, follows wes on instagram it's like yeah, I, i'm gonna buy a mo i'm gonna buy a motorcycle or have tom hamburg produce a record <laughs> 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 I'm gonna build Frank a bus place actually. Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah, he knows Frank too. This guy knows everybody. Oh man, I just saw Tesla a couple weeks ago, man. It's They're so cool good. Shit. Oh my god, incredible. Yeah, it's one of my favorite all-time bands, and they were so underappreciated through most of them. And such longevity too. I think killing. it's so cool that they're like one of the bands that like does all the guitar harmonies. We do too. Yes. But it's so cool that his connection to another band that has huge guitar harmonies is his father-in-law is Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts. Dickie yeah. Betts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Wes, same question for you. Piece of gear that you don't have that you want. Oh man, I'm a gear fanatic, so this is tough because I've got. Got to pick one. I, I've had everything that I could probably ever want. A Dumble. <laughs> I don't have a Dumble. Yeah, I would like to have a Dumble. It'd be tough. I, I got to play through a real one a few months ago, and they're just—I mean, they really are amazing. I played all of Bonamassa's stuff. It's all great. Um, well, he and, has everything ever. Yeah, we're both made. nerds, that complete gear mm-hmm. fanatic. So, um, have you I'll, been to Nerdville? I've not been to his house. No. Okay. I've, I've played through his rigs like at shows. He would invite me out to sound checks and I would just play through all because you got to play his guitar. Okay. Right? So I'll just go through yeah. the rack, play all his guitars through his rigs. So cool. um, but at this stage in the game, pretty much, uh, I, yeah, I would have to say uh, a real Dumble would be what I would want to have. Okay. Wes, back to you. If you could play with any band or artist, living or dead, for one night, who would you choose? Hendrix. Wow. Is there a specific song you're like, we got to play this, we got to play Little Wing, no, we got to play? Like 24 hours. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, man, I, I don't know. Hendrix would be mind-blowing. Um, to play with Stevie or Freddie King. Freddie King would be the one that, you know, I got to, I was lucky enough to play with Michael Burks a bunch of times, and I would imagine that was about what it would be like to jam with Albert King or Freddie King, that sheer power this guy not he was just huge he was a big guy right mm-hmm. so yeah. not only was he you know just towering over me but his musical presence was, he was a giant and so uh, i would probably say either hendrix or freddie king man yeah that'd be great yeah. drew what are you choosing uh man i was, yeah jimmy hendrix is a big one for me too i mean he just was like one of the main reasons i play guitar probably him or Man, Van, Van, early Van Halen was so badass, you know. Although, like ACDC, I probably would have the most fun with. Yeah. I would have the most All fun good. with ACDC because those. I guys, sign off on those choices. Yeah, yeah. It's just oh, yeah. yeah. If I had to like choose that one out of all of them, I think that would be the most fun. You know. What about opening for? Opening for? With oh, this, with this band. With this band. Oh, good question. Of of any band of all time. Oh man, I would like to pair us with Iron Maiden. I think we'd be bad. <laughs> really? Yeah, I have to do some shredding, like some serious. I was work. gonna say, like, oh, well, you talk about guitar harmonies. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I spent all those years as a as a three piece power trio, like Hendrix and Stevie and Johnny Winter. You're not used like, to like doing all that. Stuff is all new stuff for me, and Drew's so yeah. good at it. So I've Let's... got great parts to learn. So. So you have Iron Maiden. Wes sent that question back to you then. What, what do, who would you want to open for? Um, ZZ Top would be a great one, but that, you know, I didn't have one. <laughs> um, Uh-oh. That's, that's a story for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Top. I mean, that was always a bucket list when um, people now, I mean, to get on to do a show with, I mean, like you said, that, that classless act, 
epic gig. Man, they got dude, the one. I know, man. That would be such a killer fucking... Yeah, dude. Yeah, for this band, it would be that. We yeah. would kill that yeah. gig right now. I'm talking about, like, those bands... Of, Def Leppard wouldn't even want to come on after us if we had that. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, especially Poison. I'd be like, CC, just fucking sit down, my dude. <laughs> I saw some clips of CC playing. Um, um, Eruption. Oh God, help me. Eruption, yeah, thank you. Killer guitar player. I ain't talking too much shit. CC's badass, and he's got like one of the biggest knowledge of rock history, too. <laughs> history. You could invite Vince to come out and sing a song with you guys. Yeah, I'm sure it'll sound great. <laughs> Now, now I loved Motley Crue. I loved Motley. He'll sound better than Stephen Piercy. Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> there is no shame in losing your fastball at some point. Hey, you, you know, know like like a baseball player. You know who sounds great still? Tom Kiefer. Yeah. Tom yeah. Kiefer did, and even after all the vocal stuff he'd gone yeah, through yeah. forever. God, yeah. he sounded good. He Jeff Keys from LA Guns. He played Jeff with Keith like sounds good. 2015, and they were great. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Keys from Tesla. Steve mm-hmm. Whiteman from Kicks. Uh-huh. Phil Lewis great. from LA Guns. I he sounded, he sounded like right in the apex. Dude, of his, Axel like, Rose, unbelievable. Like Axel Rose. If y'all seen Guns and Roses here lately or the past five six years, dude, they're amazing. And I never was like a huge like fan. I always you know dug it. I mean, if you're a guitar player, you're gonna dick Slash and Izzy, you know. And of course, Dust just one of the coolest motherfuckers in the world. And of course, Matt Sorum, you know. But. uh you know those guys aren't even with them anymore but dude they got uh uh dizzy reed with them or dizzy reed's on keys and they got uh who's the cat from st louis with them now is it fortis playing with yeah them? richard fortis amazing oh yeah yeah amazing yeah. guitar player man like dude scary good and uh uh they put on like a three and a half hour show dude damn like played everything and was just i'm talking about just like one of the best shows i've ever seen and i wasn't even that big a fan i think tyler bryant the shakedown just opened a couple shows or something for him didn't they yeah tyler's played with everyone at this point yeah tyler's from the same area he'd get home from school and he'd just be bored and he'd just call me like hey what are you doing I'm like I'm touring, like I'm doing grown up shit. I'm, I'm driving. I'm. I was gonna say because you're older than him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, Tyler a- used to come to all his shows. As I say, me and Tyler are close to the same age. So these cats, they're like five years younger than than Wes. We there was a whole generation of us. It's Tyler yeah. and, and I used to and let a bunch Tyler of other sit in with yeah. me at all my shows. Tyler would be like a special guest at all my shows when he was coming up. So show. next time we talk to Tyler, because he'll be on again at some point, I'm gonna be like. You owe all your stuff to Wes. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, just just say, hey, you know Wes Jeans. That's all he goes. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'll tell you the story about him giving me a tube screamer with no battery in it when I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was dealing with Bonamassa, and Bonamassa has a real '59 Les Paul and a yeah. double, and I have just like a Strat, and I was gonna have to play through the backline Marshall amp, and I, Tyler was there with me, and he was like. I said, hey, man, do you have a tube screamer or anything? He's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll run and get it. He runs and gets me a tube screamer. I hook my shit up. I get on stage. I'm, in, I'm at the Dallas Guitar Show in front of the whole Texas guitar community. And then Eric Johnson's there, Bonamassa, you know, big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. I go to take my solo and I hit the tube screamer, and there's Bad, no battery nothing. in the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, Tyler gave me a tube screamer with no battery in it to jam with. Was it on his pedal it's board, TV. so he had power to it? Did no, it, it was battery just, or what? Just, just, just plug it's a single pedal, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I, I gave Tyler that pedal, and then he let me use it with no battery. In it. Have you got him back for that yet? <laughs> I should. 
You got to, you got to do. I mean, I I've think you owe it to him. I've not let it go. <laughs> you know what they say? Revenge is a, a dish best served cold. So I think you're getting in that cold territory where you probably that forgot was, about yeah, it. That was quite some time ago. Tyler Simpson, <laughs> man. He's one, you know, out of all the, all the young players that I've mentored over the years and played with, he's one I'm, I really am proud of that kid because he's done so well. But he's also like he's still just a good kid. Like he'll he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Man, Super up? nice guy. You know. Yeah. He just called to shoot the shit. Like he he didn't let it go to his head. Yeah, you know when when Charlie Starr calls you a phenom, that's a pretty big compliment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. what he said about Tyler. And Tyler's just said, like I said, man. Besides being really talented, he's just a sweet guy. Mm -hmm. And just he keeps down to earth. I'm recording with him in Nashville, and I don't know why I haven't gone up there to do it. I saw those dudes. I saw the Thunderbolts open for Tyler Bryant last year in Dayton. And, you know, everybody was, I was talking to the Thunder, uh, Thunderbolts and walked by Tyler. I said, Hey man, he goes, he looked at me and goes, did I, have I talked to you before? Was that on your podcast? I'm like, yeah. You know, I was like, he even remembered that. It was just, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, yeah, of course, how can you not remember talking to me and Brian? I mean, yeah, right. geez, of all the people <laughs> you're going to talk to, I mean, it's a, as good as it gets, at least for Southern rock and blues podcasts. <laughs> all right a couple couple quick questions and then we'll get you guys off but uh wes favorite flavor of ice cream vanilla vanilla, vanilla man I'll... after my own heart i'm i'm a vanilla guy drew neapolitan oh like, look at you the like, fancy guy i gotta have all the flavors like what grandma said that's why I chocolate <laughs> strawberry and vanilla the one every parent had for their kid at their birthday party because like some wants strawberry somebody wants chocolate and vanilla and I like a little bit. You give it to the one kid, and they only eat the one flavor of it, and leave the rest out through the mouth. If I have to pick one, it's just chocolate, though. All right, all right, chocolate. That's fair. Uh, Drew, how do you take your coffee? Uh, black, just straight up, just coffee. That's the way. That's the way God intended. I agree. Wes, what about you? How do you take your coffee? I stay away from it now, man. I've cut caffeine out. What's wrong with you? What the yeah. hell? Yeah. You have children. How do you how, how do you not have caffeine? <laughs> exactly. I don't need anything to keep me more wound up than a house of boys. No. So, uh, I'm, what's your beverage then? Uh, man, I've gone to just drinking Topo Chico. It's like a fiend. Yeah, like sparkling water. Okay. Yeah, rock starting out over here, man. I'm getting old. I can't drink this shit. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm, you're trying to drink water and it's like you can't breathe. Bubbly. <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm five, five and a half years sober, so water's nice. the best thing, man. All right. My wife likes that sparkling water shit, but her and her family are European, and that's they drink that stuff over there. I'm like, yeah, right. I, don't want I don't want bubbles in my water. I know. that Every time you're over there and you order a water, they're like, with goss? They and give you. Like, no, no, I don't want goss in yes. water. Like, <laughs> and they look at you like you're weird because you don't want sparkling water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why, why would you want regular-ass water? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you like drinking Wes, last th last three bands or artists you've streamed or listened to uh philip sace uh i listen to a lot of philip sace uh rival sons good one um and i've been listening to the new to france record a lot all right yeah. <laughs> yeah. i have to say they are also you guys are in my last three albums <laughs> listen to as well <laughs> yeah and you know back to talking about who i wanted to open for like with my band my trio dude like philip sace man he's one of my favorite blues rock players man it doesn't get any better than sace all right as far as like the stevie ray hendrix that kind of thing the intensity and the guitar prowess man i mean i think sace is up there with gales and all those guys he's super badass yeah i need to really listen to his stuff then man, I, I know i've heard of him man. but i'm not super familiar yeah man he'll blow you yeah. away check him out
All right, done. Drew, what about you? What's what's your last three? Uh, so I'm looking over here. It says I listen to Dolls. So I listen to Kyle Kinane, the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Hard again. We, we listen to that on the road. Yeah, Muddy yeah, Waters. Muddy yeah. Waters record. It's nice. Yeah, it's yeah. I met almost everybody from that record. I met uh, James Cotton. I Pine met Top. Pine Top Perkins, and I met uh, um, Johnny. I met Bob Marlin, the guitar player. I never met Johnny. I never met Mud, and uh, but I did meet the drummer. Yeah. So I met the whole rhythm section. Yeah, the two man. stars. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, I'm going to give you guys two two different questions here, okay? And Wes, we're going to start with you. Now, these are these questions belong to Leilani Kilgore. If you don't know Leilani, she's a great blues guitar singer out of Nashville. Check her out. So she gave us these questions. So, Wes, for you, do you when you have cereal or if you have cereal, do you put the cereal cereal in the bowl first and then the milk or the milk in and then the cereal? Cereal in first. All right, you're not a psychopath. You passed the test. Good job. How would you judge yeah. how much milk to put in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're insane, you put the milk in the bowl first and then the cereal. We're just we're we're doing a check. Yeah, man. Now, Drew, for you, we also have a psychopath question for you to see whether or not you're crazy. Okay. Yeah. I didn't say I was. When putting on <laughs> when putting on shoes and socks, do you individually put the sock and the shoe on, or do you put socks on each foot and then the shoes? Man, I'm a fucking super psychopath. I I just I mix it, mix and match it up every day. I don't go with a super certain routine. Sometimes I put both socks on, no socks. and then sometimes it's no socks, and then sometimes it's no shoes, and then sometimes it's one sock, and then then the shoe, and then I'll do the other foot, and sometimes the shoes or socks don't have to match. You're like Punky Brewster over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cowboy boots. So, so you have like a sneaker yeah, and a flip. Boots, though, normally though. You get like a sneaker and a flip flop going or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was like Gallagher, a spring, and a, a, a roller skate. You know? <laughs> so I, I don't know if you're full crazy, but you may be multiple personality, bipolar. I don't know. There's there's something. I'll have to ask, I'll have to ask for what Leilani's scale is on on when people answer the question. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, that's good. Last question for you both. And I'm, I'm going to give you guys both the same question. So, Wes, give me a guilty pleasure song. Oh, guilty pleasure song. Oh, shit. Yeah. Or artist. Uh, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, because that I, means it's like uncool, right? Right. But it like, means we. Like, but but it's okay, like, it's like, cool to me. It means I wouldn't. We wouldn't expect that the, the people listening to this podcast wouldn't expect you rock dudes to like that. Uh, John Cleary. doesn't mean it's bad. John Cleary, oh, yeah. the piano player from New Orleans, is like my favorite musician. Like, well, John Cleary, but John Cleary, oh, he played with Bonnie Raitt for a little while. Yeah. Neville Brothers, he's just like an incredible he's New like Orleans your, style piano yeah, player. New yeah. Orleans piano that's player. quality. New Orleans yeah. funk, like, is like I had a few days off back in February, and that's what I did. Like, I drove to New Orleans to go see him on a Tuesday. Okay, yeah, New Orleans funk, man. I'm crazy about it. All right, I dig it, uh, Drew. Uh, I like a bunch of different pop music stuff that you probably wouldn't expect me to listen to. Give me, give me one. Uh, like I'm into a lot of new wave, like, um, I like, uh, and punk new wave stuff like that from the eighties, uh, English bands, like, uh, like new order. No, uh, more like the buzzcocks. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, like madness. Uh, yeah, there you go. They got a, madness is a little ska, ska, right? A little ska to it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Like, what about uh, English beat or no English beat? Like, save it for later and. No, I don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, it, Save It For Later was covered by Harvey Danger. It was a relatively successful hit in the 90s. But the original version is really cool. And what's even cooler than that is the chord progression on the chorus is the same chord progression for Better Man. And I know that because when I saw Pearl Jam once, Eddie Vedder broke into that song right in the middle of, I'm like, oh, shit. D A G, there you go. Oh wow. Oh, anyway. Hey, cool. Covers a lot of ground. Yeah. Music trivia. I don't know why I said that. No, man, yeah, exactly. Good. Why do we remember this shit? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I co-host a music podcast, because I know stupid stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> man, I got All right, guys. Yeah. It was a pleasure talking to you, Drew, again, Wes meeting you everybody the new album is a long live rock and roll go out it's streaming wherever where you want to stream at spotify itunes amazon you name it it's out there it's great check out the website uh, you still want us to go to thefrancemusic.com for everything yes sir tour dates about live clips we got everything going on there for you guys merch anywhere to listen to it stream it buy it yeah you can buy merch yeah, right there out. Check out your Instagram, follow you guys' Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What else we got? You guys doing the TikToks now? Yeah, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. You know, we're we're on. If you want to get on the internet, you can access us. <laughs> it's like everywhere. Excellent. You're all over. And again, we dig this new album. It's great. I love the direction. Wes, I'm really excited to hear you playing live with that band. I've got two Ohio shows to choose from. Drew, all all shoot you a note and that way we can connect and i'm looking forward to it so Thanks. check it out thefrancemusic.com the band is long live rock and roll ryan so thank you very much to drew de france from de france and miss jeans also from de france uh the new record long live rock and roll as west or as uh, drew always tells us uh thank you guys so much for being on and we can't wait to uh have you guys on again sometime hey before we go y'all ask us all these questions brian what's your favorite yes. song off the record and jason what's your favorite song off the record Ooh, ooh, hold on let me uh, uh yep hold up i don't have I just, them all memorized but absolutely god you're making me put my glasses back on drew <laughs> <laughs> good thing this is only audio and not video so i don't look uncool all right So my last, here's here's my last three artists, by the way. Eddie Kirkland, Driving and Crying, and DeFrance are hey, on my top three. Hey, thank you. Um, for me, it was Bullet, and I've got my brand on you. Cool, cool. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, Love Don't. There we go. Love Don't Live Here No More. Cool, man, yeah. Oh, and Strange as well. Those are the three. Bullet, I've got my brand on you, and uh, Strange. Yeah, man. Good one. That was even queued up, by the way. Did you know that? Like, as soon as I hit you guys, that was the one that was queued up for me. Rocking. All right, cool, guys. Thank you for being on. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a great night. Thank you to Drew, uh, Drew to France and Wes Jeans from to France for joining us. Uh, it was, uh, how cool was it to be introduced to, uh, to Wes? and hear about all those players that he's uh, been out there playing guitar with and uh, holy, moly, holy crap. Man. He is right in the middle of everybody that we listen to and have on. And 
amazing career. I, I didn't know he was going to be on. I'm actually, I didn't know him until no, right, I Googled right. him and I'm like, holy crap. Like all these, you know, Ty, you know, little Tyler Bryant was chasing his coattails and stuff mm-hmm. and friends with Warren Haynes and all, of course, Fab Grossi, like everybody. You know, as, as we were talking there, I'm, I'm always like, from time to time, I'm thinking like, at some point we'll do another guitarist special. So I'm kind yeah. of like trying to create different <laughs> combinations. Now? Oh, I don't know. Well, it'd be, if we're doing it right now, it'd be Wes Jeans, maybe Tyler Bryant. Well, not maybe for sure. Charlie yeah. Starr, J.D. Simo, Greg Martin. <laughs> we, just, we can line up the next three or four guitar specials. Yeah, it, it's it's so cool. Like it, it was awesome. I I don't even know what to say about that. It was super cool. It was nice having Drew back on. Good dude. I really like this new album, the direction they're going. I I can't wait to hear that some of their live stuff where they're harmonizing together and playing together as that kind of that dual guitar combo and this kind of this kind of rock music that stuff live is going to take on a whole other element too i think it's it's gonna just add to it well because i think wes is going to come in at his own parts right there's what's yeah. recorded on on the song yeah he's gonna get a chance to you know do, do the parts live and that's great and i honestly like i want to make every effort to see those guys when they're kicking around ohio for a couple of days yeah well i think sometimes playing live it breathes some you know new fire into it and you know, sometimes in the studio, it, it, I, I don't, I, I can't think of a d- different word to use, but sterile. I mean, and I don't want to yeah. use that word with bad connotations, but. But it, but it kind of is though. When yeah. You're you know, controlled and like, yeah, you right. it, like, you know, you're trying to record something. So yeah. you sort of have to have that. Right. Right. So I think, uh, you know, to hear them live would be great. And once again, you know, they, they're falling into that non-category of the category of bands like Joyous Wolf and, and Goodbye June, where you can't, it's rock. It yes, we day. get it. It's rock music, but we can't go. It's this is totally blues based, or this is totally southern, or this is totally hard rock. It's oh, like oh, wow. somehow yeah. this amalgamation of all that within an amalgamation of a genre that we're trying to be part of. Which is great because I like, and you, you and I both have such a wide variety of music that we like. So I, I dig it right. when bands kind of can fit anywhere. I think, and you know, we gotta, we gotta, like, I think. Uh, get this get get some de france influence in on on the chat group you know because you know the stay tall because you yeah. know everybody's listening to such like different stuff probably wide variety guys of, are all probably all dig it for sure yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good call right right so you guys if you get a chance to see de france you got to go out and see him so uh just do that and uh, always remember southern rock is reverent blues the blood we'll see you next time <laughs>
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 